Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's the APC Podcast here at acmepackingcompany.com, where we talk Packers forever. I'm Zach Rapport, a solitary man standing in a bedroom in Queens. It's our Bears preview episode, and I'm getting set to throw it to an interview that Ben Foldy and I did with special guest Larry Dyer, the man behind the Bears Talk Underground podcast. Uh, find him on Twitter at BTU underscore Larry. Lifelong Bears fan, a good sport, and a lot of fun to talk to. I believe our corporate overlord, Evan Tex Western, was also on Bears Talk Underground this week with a little crossover episode, so be sure to check that out. Follow us on Twitter here, at the ABC Pod, for trivial nuggets and other on-brand shenanigans, at Zach Rapport, at Ben Foley, at Alex Patakis as well. Uh, The interview you are about to hear as well as our episode earlier this week with Ben Fennell, uh, we're engineered by Chad Bernhardt and Amber Watson at the Craig Newmark School of Journalism. Forgot to shout them out on Tuesday night's show, so i uh, got to give them their due. And again, full disclosure, this current bit is being recorded in my bedroom with Mr. Tickles, our elderly tabby cat snoring in the corner, being his very specific version of helpful. Subscribe, rate, tell your friends. We've gotten a ton of iTunes love recently, and it has made a huge difference. So we thank you all for that. We read all the reviews, and we do take them to heart. So so thanks again for that. Okay, without further nonsense from me, let's throw it to our Packers-Bears preview interview with Larry Dyer of Bears Talk Underground. The number you dialed is... All right, as we look ahead to Packers-Bears, a game that suddenly means a little bit more than we thought it might have meant uh, coming into last week, we are happy to be joined by Larry Dyer of the Bears Talk Underground podcast at BTU underscore Larry. Larry, how you doing? Doing great, guys. How are you? Good. Doing a little bit better yeah, now after, better. A, after a coaching change and a little bit of juice for our uh, flailing, flailing Packers, but uh, it's a much different story down in Chicago. I want to give you a moment uh, just to gloat a little bit here and uh, talk about how you feel about your, your Bears so far. I mean, coming into the season, I feel like a lot of a lot of people expected the the Vikings to be defending their division crown, the the Packers mm-hmm. to be slightly behind them. But we had one uh, one one analyst, uh, a Packers guy that, that we talk to often, Ben Fennell, say that he really, really liked this Bears team and thought it was their their division. That's obviously coming true. So um, gloat a little bit and tell me how you feel about your Bears, man. 
Well, I like that person who who, who really <laughs> liked the Bears team. That that guy's my new best friend. But we like him too. Um, you know what? It's it's been a, a an incredible uh, journey so far this year. I mean, uh, we as Bear fans were expecting bigger and better things this year, but I don't think any of us were expecting this. I I think even after the Khalil Mack trade, conservatively, a lot of people were looking at nine wins being the ceiling. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, that could could happen conceivably, but. I think we're, we're better off. We're going to get double digits uh, in the win column uh, uh, this year. And, and watching them leap past what we were expecting uh, has been a lot of fun. I mean, I was just talking about it on my show uh, last night that um, this team seems to be playing on an, with another gear that we haven't seen that I've actually enviously watched the Packers play with for years, especially when they play the Bears. It just seems like there was a little bit more intensity, a little bit more effort coming from then them than than from us and now i'm seeing the reverse i'm actually seeing us make that extra effort and it's 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 paying dividends big time this year do you do you think that the bears will ever have a a, you know super bowl contending team that isn't built around its defense i don't know man i mean i i thought that uh, a few years ago we we were headed in that direction that first year that tressman was head coach and the only offense in the league better than ours was the Broncos when Peyton Manning threw for 55 touchdowns and scored 9,000 points. <laughs> yeah. The Matt uh, and Forte. that was the only offense. Yeah. The only offense that was better than ours. The only problem is our defense was God awful yeah. that year. So we, we had to outscore all of our opponents instead of being to just flat out uh, uh, beat them. So I thought maybe we were headed in that direction when Tressman w- was around, but uh, that, that failed miserably as, as you know, almost every kind of competitive league kind of talked about as a Super Bowl favorite team is really like, you know, we're going to put up 40 points a game and who cares about the defensive side of the ball? I, you know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the Chiefs mainly, but, you know, even the Rams have that tendency a bit. Um, and the Bears are kind of, you know, the Jacksonville of last year, like a kind of inconsistent quarterback, young quarterback. I don't know how young Blake Bortles is anymore, but, <laughs> you know, kind of decent run game. Um, you know, Allen Robinson, uh, whether or not he's playing. And, uh, but, do you think that's sustainable? I mean, I think, is that something that you can build on? Is the window short like it was for Jacksonville? Like, how are you feeling about that kind of team construction? Well, I, I actually feel really good about it. I've, I've been thinking, I've been saying all gear before we got hot and won five games in a row and, and started winning games that we've traditionally been losing the last few years that, um, you know, 2018 has been fun. It's been great watching us be competitive and in every single game, win or lose. I mean, our biggest um, margin of defeat this year is seven when we lost to New England uh, about five, six, seven weeks uh, back. But I really thought that 2019 would be the year because we'd have a full offseason with everybody, including Khalil Mack, who literally joined the team eight days before we played you guys week one. So, I mean, he didn't have OTAs, training camp, nothing. He literally came off the street and took the field at Lambeau, and we've been rolling with him since. But just imagine what this team can do year two in Nagy's system, year two together with a full off season. And, you know, look at what they're doing on while they're all learning together. What, you know, what can they do in 2019 when they, when they know it and now they're out there executing it. So I do think it's sustainable. Uh, It's just a matter of, I I feel like with all the injuries we've suffered over the years and the luck that we've had with injuries this year, if we can keep that going, this definitely is a sustainable uh, model for sure. What do you think is the biggest difference that Nagy has made coming into the system uh, uh, as compared to Bears football teams of, of recent memory? 
Well, for one, uh, last year, offensively, you could see us coming a mile away. You knew what we were going to do. We were going to run Jordan Howard into the ground, and then on third down, we might throw the football. (laughs) And even then, you weren't worried because who did we have to throw the football to last year? Last year, we had no one. Kevin White? We had no one to throw the ball to. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we had no one to throw the ball to. Maybe Tariq Cohen coming out of the backfield. But aside from that, you weren't worried about anybody who was out there. They were never getting open anyway, so it didn't matter. So we were facing eight, nine-man you know, uh, boxes all year long, and Jordan Howard still managed to get 1,100 yards uh, rushing uh, behind that. What Matt Nagy has brought is variety. You know, you see a lot of his formations. He's shifting guys around. Sometimes it fools the defense, and some guy pops wide open. Now, if our quarterback could get his mechanics fixed and hit those guys a lot more than he's been doing recently, we're going to be super dangerous in the future. Yeah. You mentioned your quarterback and, and his mechanics. What is sort of your assessment of Mitch Trubisky so, so far? Well, I'm not much of a quarterback guru, but I definitely think that what's going on with him has something to do with his, his fundamentals. Maybe it's his footwork or, or something like that. Cause when he's on the move, when he's on the run and he just has to make a snap decision and throw, he's deadly accurate. But when he's back in the pocket, even when he has time, uh, just I don't know if it's something about the way he's opening up his body or maybe his shoulder is still bothering him or something like that. But like he threw two interceptions to wide open receivers on Sunday night and they just sailed right over their head. He made the right decision in who he wanted to throw the football to. But for whatever reason, he put a little too much on it or whatever the case may be. They sailed right over their heads into the waiting arms of uh, L.A. Ram defenders on Sunday night. We just saw the Bears kind of strangle the life out of the Rams. Um, what mm. what do you do to beat the Bears at this point? Well, um, what I had mentioned uh, the the night, what what I predicted would be the the determining factor in the game between the Bears and the Rams would be to limit mistakes. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that has improved dramatically from John Fox to Matt Nagy. We're not getting as many penalties as we did before. We're not turning over the football as much as we did. And we're also number one in the league in forcing turnovers and points off of turnovers. So we're the ones forcing the mistakes instead of being the team that's constantly making the mistakes. I mean, there were so many instances last year. I could bore you guys to death with all of the instances last year where this penalty, if that hadn't happened, we would have been first and goal. We probably could have scored or this touchdown had to come back or this holding penalty brought a punt return back and how that affected the outcome of games. We're not doing that anymore. We're not the team that, that has that costly holding penalty that's going to bring something back, that, that bad interception or anything like that that's costing us uh, football games. So the fact that we're, we've cut down dramatically on our mistakes across the board, and also we are a hell of a lot more resilient than we used to be. Used to be that when we did make a mistake, it was something it took us a series or a quarter or something like that to recover from. We bounce right back. Trubisky threw a bad interception in the third quarter on Sunday night. And on the very next play, Kyle Fuller intercepted the ball back. That would not have happened in, in the last five years or so. It would have been, it would have been a while if we did, uh, for us to recover if we didn't let the Rams score on that particular drive. In most cases, 2017, the Rams would have scored after that interception. Yeah, you mentioned the resiliency. And, and it's been interesting to watch the Bears, I think, get more and more resilient throughout the season so they play the Packers Mm -hmm. early on and kind of melt down in the second half and they almost had this look in their face like 
like, oh, like here comes the dragon. We're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't see I don't see that mentality out of them um, at this point in the season. It sounds like like you mentioned, they're just more resilient. They're more confident. There's more swagger, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And they know that they yeah. got things under control. And, and I agree with that. And, you know, week, week one was a hard lesson to learn. That was, uh, that one hurt. And I want this one bad. <laughs> I want this one bad because of all the people that we've, we've lost four games this year of, of all the teams that we've lost to, we don't get to play them again. Yeah. So we get to play green Bay again. So we get that one back. We get a chance to, to right that wrong. And we get to do it on our home stadium. We're playing lights out football. We're six and one at home, uh, this year. And, um, you know, I don't know if we'd have been able to do what we did to the Rams in LA, the way we did it in Soldier Field with our fans, uh, on Sunday night. So, um, you know, watching what the bears have been able to do, uh, this year. And I think it's, it's, it's mental because Nagy comes in, he's a young guy, he's full of piss and vinegar. He's confident. He's, you know, he's, he's leading the charge and those guys are buying into what he's selling. What's your outsider's opinion on the Packers and how you best beat them and how that plays to the, to the, to the bears strength. Well, as, as it always has been, it begins and ends with, with Rogers, you know, that's the one thing. I mean, we slowed him down in the first meeting, but we didn't stop him mm-hmm. because he came charging back. He slowed him uh, down in, all the right. second, in the second. Yeah. Well, we hobbled him, <laughs> but we didn't slow him down. You know, like we, we didn't stop him. That's for sure. Cause he came out guns blazing in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I don't, I don't see Fangio being as conservative as he was in the, cause he was super aggressive in the first half going after Rogers until he knocked him out. And then in the second half, for some reason, we seemed to to stand back and Rogers picked us apart and then started raining down the big plays mm. uh, on us. That's really what killed the bears. The last time Rogers didn't drive the ball down the field methodically and run it in from one yard out with Aaron Jones. He had a guy, he had, Ger- how, how is there a dude named Geronimo in the NFL? Explain that <laughs> one to me. But a 40 yard touchdown pass to that guy, Randall Cobb with that crazy 75 yard uh, touchdown reception, you know, huge plays is what killed the bears. Uh, the last time because they were kind of sitting back trying to keep everything in front of them playing not to lose. And that's exactly what we did. So uh, I think that since then we've been playing to win and that's works a lot better for us. It's interesting that, that your takeaway from the second half of that game is that Fangio dialed the defense back. Whereas uh, on the Packer fan side, our takeaway from the second half of that game is that Rogers actually played within the confines of the system, quick passes, three-step mm-hmm. drops, played with more discipline, was more decisive because he had to be because he literally could not move. I mean, maybe it's a little A and a little a B, but it's funny how we each have sort of the exact opposite takeaway. No, I, I, and I think that's a good assessment of what did happen that, uh, you know, McCarthy and Rogers together at, at the time anyway, um, you know, decided that trying to sit back in the pocket and, and wait for – Cobb and company to get open wasn't going to work with with uh, Mack and, and Hicks and Goldman and all those guys breathing down their necks and and Fangio was sending Trevathan and, and and Roquan Smith up the middle on 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 blitzes and everything but we weren't as aggressive defensively as trying to get after Rodgers which a lot of people found confusing and Rodgers was a lot faster getting that ball out of his uh out of his hands uh as well so it was a, a bit of A and B on on that one all right, Larry, what do you really think is going to happen in this game? These two teams look much different than, than earlier in the year. 
What do you th- what do you think in your heart of hearts is going to happen? If the Bears can keep their head and play within themselves instead of trying to exact revenge on what happened, the embarrassment that was the second half in that game that uh, you know caused them to lose, I think we are the better team. So I think we would win um, on Sunday. How easily? That's up to them uh, to decide. You know, it's it actually I, I would put it more on on Trubisky than than anything else. If he can come back and and play a little bit more Tampa Bay than against the the Rams, then I think we'll have a much easier time on offense. We'll move the football a bit better. Maybe put more than fifteen stinking points on the board. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think that um, as as long as it doesn't turn out to be a revenge game for the Bears, that will be fine. And that we'll be able to to come away with the uh, with the win. Yeah, are you? I don't know how closely you have paid attention to the Packers at all, but are you given given Trubisky and sort of the offensive struggles of your Bears? Are you worried about the Packers defense at all, or or do you not? Or do you not care? <laughs> I mean, it's they're still the Packers, so I mean, I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've, uh, you know, previewed the game to think, well, the Packers, uh, you know, are suffering. They can't rush the passer, and then you sack Cutler six times, uh, or something like that. Uh, I mean, I, it, I miss it Cutler. Always, yes, I know you do. <laughs> I, I know you do. We d- we don't, but I know that you guys do, especially your secondary, who got rich off of Jay Cutler. Yeah, he but, threw a lot of completions uh, to the Packers secondary. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's 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 pointless for me to sit here and try because it, it always seemed to be that whatever was, wasn't working for you guys would work against the bears. You guys couldn't run to save your lives. And then you come in and James Starks ran it down our throats for like 200 or that one game that Ty Montgomery ran for 200 yards mm-hmm. uh, against us. You guys couldn't run the ball to save your lives. His apex so as a running back. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you guys couldn't, you couldn't run the ball. You come in Montgomery's breaking 60 yard runs and, uh, and things like that. You know, the offensive line is, is, you know, being pieced together by guys who are literally pulling off the street, and yet we don't touch Aaron Rodgers the entire football game. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, your defense, the secondary is this, and, you know, all that, and then you guys rattle off four interceptions and, you know, stuff like that, because we just, it's the Packers. So whatever it is, you throw it all out the window. It's Bears-Packers on Sunday. Kickoff is at noon. Let's get it on. <laughs> I love how um, all these little, like, very specific moments are burned in your memory. I don't know the last time we mentioned James Starks in, in Packer Nation, but clearly you remember the name. I do, because he was like your fourth string running back in 2010, and yet he carved us up uh, in, in, those, in those important games, that Week 17 game where we had to beat you to keep you out of the playoffs, and then we didn't, and you end up beating us in the NFC Championship game because we couldn't slow you guys down in that, that one matchup, we were the ones that let you in. And then we ended up paying for it by not being able to go to the Super Bowl uh, that year. So yes, I have, you know, many ugly memories about, you know, Clay Matthews, early Clay Matthews and um, uh, what's his name? BJ Raji, a pick six in the <laughs> NFC championship game. I still wake up screaming. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I got plenty of uh, bad dreams. I mean, it, you know, starting with Favre back in 92, up until now, we're talking 26 years of uh you know green bay sticking it to us over and over again oh yeah you're going you're going way back so you've got uh oh, yeah. you've got revenge on your mind i think the bears as well have revenge on their mind we'll see if the packers 
show up in this game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, Larry, thank you so much for stopping by. Larry Dyer again at BTU underscore Larry Bears Talk Underground podcast. Check it out. Larry, thank you so much. My pleasure. I'll be having uh, your very own Evan Western on the show this week. If you guys want to check that out, it'll it'll drop on uh, Thursday night. That's right, everybody. Check that out. Bears Talk Underground. Our uh, our fearless leader. Uh, we call him our corporate overlord, Evan Tex Wester. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have Thank, a great week. Thank you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Hey, the odds are long, but if the Packers can beat the Bears this weekend and a bunch of other crappy squads lose, our playoff chances go from, uh, I don't know, 5 to maybe 15%. Again, long odds, but if you're not rooting for the Packers to win every week and play for, uh, as well and for as long as possible, then you can just get all the way the heck out of here with that. So, again, follow us on Twitter at the APC Pod. Uh, where my screen time app tells me I spend way too much time. The conversation literally never ends. Uh, Remember, guys, win or lose, the Bears still suck. Let's go, Pack Go. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.